Welcome to Project Give Back Connects, an extension of Project Give Back in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Give Back Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hello everyone, and welcome to Project Give Back to Connects. Tonight is our 10th episode, and it's all about how kids play. You know, you think about the number 10, and you think about perfection. What is perfection? Can we actually get there? You know, and why is it so important? You know, why can't we be perfectly imperfect? Someone once said that about our son, Jakey, and I just thought that was so so perfect, perfectly imperfect, to embrace each other for who we are and what we are and what we are meant to be. That would be a perfect 10. Well, today in our show, we have such incredible guests and I'm so excited for tonight because our premier guest is coming all the way from California. Today, we have Kim Kumone. She is here from California. She is the Senior Vice President and Global Head and Lead of Design of All Dolls of Mattel and Barbie. I think we've heard of Barbie. She has reinvented who Barbie is. It now represents all body types, all backgrounds, and all abilities. She literally made history as the first gender inclusive doll that keeps labels out and invites everyone in. Kim, it is so nice to have you and thank you for being here with us tonight. Oh, Ellen, thank you so, so much. It's, um, it's my sincere pleasure to, to be here. Um, I, uh, I'm very happy and honored to, um, to be here with you. So I, um, I want everybody to just close their eyes for a second and get an image in your mind when I say the word Barbie to you. What do you see when I say Barbie? I'm imagining that a lot of people may have an image in their mind of a blonde, Caucasian, blue-eyed, very thin, girl. But if you open your eyes and look at the image that Ellen has on the screen, you'll see that Barbie doesn't look like that anymore. Or what I should say is that she does look like that. And the brand looks like a whole lot of other people too. For the last six years we, at Barbie, we've been on a journey um, to redefine and, and to reimagine what it means to be Barbie and what the Barbie brand looks like. And that mission is because we believe that everyone deserves to see themselves reflected in media and in culture and especially in toys. Kim, thank you so much. What, were, what was the response to all of this? Like it was a huge, huge shift. Tell us about the response and the process involved. Yeah, so I have to say it started with listening to kids and parents. So. You know, Barbie's been around for 62 years. At the time when we started this process, it was probably about six or seven years ago. Um, we were doing well, but in order to stay on top, I'll share with you, like in the toy industry, the toys that we play with and that we love, a successful toy on average lasts three to five years. That's considered a successful toy brand. Barbie's been around for over 60. 
that is because of reinvention and because of changing and, and accurately reflecting culture for parents and kids today right now. So we spend a lot of time listening to parents and kids, especially to kids. Sorry, but it's true. Like Parents matter, but kids matter even more. And what we heard is the playback that we got from parents and kids wasn't necessarily aligned with who we were or at the heart of who we are. The mission of the Barbie brand is to inspire limitless potential in every kid that plays with the doll. So limitless potential in every kid, the every part was really important to us. And so while the entire brand was going through a reimagining and renovation, my part of that is what the product actually looks like. Of course, there's marketing, there's content, there's PR, there's all these other aspects of it. But what I'm responsible for are the actual toys. And so my team and I asked ourselves, are we truly reflective of the world around us and the kids that play with our toys? We might be doing a good job, but we could probably do a lot better. And listening to kids and parents, they told us that as well. So for many years, Barbie had taught, um, people had talked about Barbie's body. You know, she's too thin, she's, uh, she's only, there's only one body type. So we did a lot of self-reflection and a lot of exploration. And they said to my design team, if you could do anything you wanted to do with Barbie right now, you were starting over. The only thing that you had to do was still live that mission of inspiring the limitless potential in every kid that plays with these toys. What might Barbie look like? And from that came many things. Body type was one of them. Ethnic diversity was another. Ability diversity was another. And so over the course of these years, we've methodically started to release evolution within the brand. The response, Ellen, has been incredible. Um, there's a documentary called Tiny Shoulders that tracks my team and I when we go through the process of just the body evolution having to do with shape and size, not with ability yet. And it gives a little bit of insight around what that process entails. It's complicated. You know, it's not an easy thing to do because it's a system of play that has existed for, you know, as I said, over 60 years with lots of generations of parents passing dolls down. And, you know, for, for decades, every doll fit in the houses and the cars. And now we're saying we're going to change all of that. And we're changing it because it's the right thing to do. And our hope was that it would inspire other companies to make significant changes to be more inclusive and diverse as well, and simultaneously serve the kids and families that we make our toys for. Wow, Kim, do you think that people are following through? Do you think other companies are making that change and pivoting to be inclusive of, of everyone to create that empathy that you're creating? I would say that there are many who are, but there are many who also still need to go on that journey. You know, one of the most exciting examples that I've seen, and I don't know if everyone's seen the Nike shoe that they talked about, I think it's called Fly Ease, but you can look it up, but about, um, this is also important to me because this was inspired from a teen. So about eight years ago, a teenager with cerebral palsy wrote to Nike and had an idea for how a shoe could be developed that would be easier to take on and off. And now that shoe is being released and next year it will actually be released widely across to, to anyone in the world. Because actually a belief that I have is that accessible design isn't just good for people who need it, but it can be good for all of us. It actually can make all of our lives easier or all of our lives um, uh, a, a little bit more interesting or fun or, or diverse. And so for I use the example of a ramp. 
you know, a person who needs to use a ramp because they need to access it if they're in a wheelchair or they even have an injury, you know, whether it's a temporary or a permanent ability shift, you know, I can still go up that ramp, but it's life-changing for someone else. And so those incremental shifts are the reason that I love being a designer. Good design and inclusive design can help change the world for everyone. So Kim, how does it feel to, to just be the person responsible for this change of probably one of the most successful turnarounds, the, the most successful doll ever. You've like just turned it on its head. You literally have. And where do you see this going? Yeah, first of all, you give me way more credit. Thank you, Ellen, but you give me way more credit than I deserve. There's an amazing group of people, you know, that, that I can't even uh, name all the, the, the amount of countless people from our designers to engineers, packaging designers, researchers, finance people, manufacturers, everyone, and consultants. You know, on my design team, um, there, there isn't a person with a lived experience of an ability difference, of a physical ability difference. So for example, when we created the dolls that utilize a wheelchair and we created the dolls that utilize prosthetic limbs, we consulted with people who have lived experience with a, a physical ability difference. So all of those people in my mind are responsible for the shifts on Barbie because we couldn't do it without them. And we couldn't do it without our consumers, kids, parents who gave us the feedback that we needed in order to make changes to our brand. So it feels great. I and mean, it feels like a lot of responsibility and, but it's also a joy to be able to bring these changes to the world. And when you get letters from kids and parents who say to you, I've never seen myself reflected in a toy before. Or, Thank you for creating the toy that I wanted when I was a kid. Um, all the hard work is totally worth it. So what message do you have to all these kids who are playing with these toys and the parents and the teachers what would be the message that you would share with everyone? Yeah, I think that um, there's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's such a hard question because there's so many things, but um, the thing that comes to, me, to mind organically in my heart is that um, the, what's unique about you is exactly what the world needs. So whatever you're bringing to the world, however you are at any given time, that's exactly how you should be. And that's exactly what we all need you to be. The other part that I would say is someone who works in a gigantic corporation and who leads a big brand is for consumers to use their voices. We are listening and not, not just use your voice, but also use your voice with the money that you spend buy products from companies that are aligned with their values and ask for the types of products that you want because the people who are in charge are listening, at least they are in, in my company. You are a treat, like you, you uh, really are. Thank you, thank you for being here. And, and thank you for sharing your wisdom and your vision and your journey. And it is, it is so nice to follow it and to join in and um, Wow. Thank you for being here, Kim. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for all the work that you and Project Give Back do. It's wonderful. Thank you. I want you to meet our next guest speaker. He is a shining star. He, we first met at our Sunday jams and I met Gabe and his mom and oh my gosh, he just sparkles. And I'm so excited for you to meet Gabe as well. Gabe and Fabiana, welcome to Project Give Back Connects. Thank you. Thank you for having us here tonight at this event. We're really happy to be here. Okay. 
So my name is Gabriel. I'm eight years old. I'm in grade three. I like to sing, to read, date sushi, to to play on the iPad, to novel. I love. I have a brother. He's eleven years old. I'm an ambassador at Holland Bloomfield Hospital. Hospital, <laughs> and I advocate to include kids with disabilities in games. in games and in the media. The media. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, Gabriel was born uh, prematurely, uh, 14 weeks ahead of his due date. Uh, he spent five months in the neonate intensive care unit, uh, as known as NICU. And every day uh, during those five months was full of ups and downs and Gabriel was very sick for a long time. Uh, it was a very scary place, um, but I really found gratitude in that place. And often people ask me, how can I be grateful when something so stressful was happening to us? But it was gratitude that really had I had in my heart that really helped me to go through those very dark days uh, and every day I was very grateful that I was in a good hospital and Gabriel's being taken care of by amazing team of doctors and nurses here in Toronto. So gratitude really changed uh, our perspectives and how we saw the world back then. But, and finally Gabriel came home and his first year was filled with appointments and we are isolated at home, just like we are now during COVID. So this is like a, a playback for us. Uh, but back then we didn't really want him to get sick. We knew he was very vulnerable to any viruses that was out in the community. And even though we were very careful, he still had a lot of uh, readmissions at sick kids. We spent a lot of time at sick kids with a lot of respiratory infections. And uh, at the age of two, Gabriel was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, uh, we call CP, which is caused by brain damage. And for Gabriel, the brain damage happened when he was born because it was so early. His brain was still uh, developing. So CP usually affects the muscles, movements, and motor skills and affects everyone differently. For Gabriel, it affected his arms and legs. So he used a wheelchair to move around. He drives his wheelchair with his head you can see his, uh, his controls here. Uh, he used an eye gaze, which is a computer uh, to write, and he controls his computer with his eyes and voice to text. So he does a lot of therapies to relax his muscles. And as you heard, he likes to do the same things every other child his age does. And he can do almost everything every other child does, but differently. We have to adapt and we have to be creative. And we always see Gabriel for what he can do, not for what he cannot do. There is one thing that we don't like to hear is when people feel sorry for him or when people ask what's wrong with him. That really hurts because we are all different and we all have different abilities. And Gabriel is very brave and he has all his bravery beats from sick kids. So we, we, he wants to show his bravery beats. So every time he has a procedure done at sick kids or a, any test, he gets a beat. So he's very proud of all his beats and we are proud of him as well. 
And he likes to be included in games and play. And he have adapted switches so he can play video games, which is very cool. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's hard to go to places where there are no ramps uh, or playgrounds that are not accessible. That's when he feels excluded. But as a family, we always try to find joy along the way. Mm -hmm. And every now and then, mm -hmm. we meet people who truly care and give him love. Mm -hmm. For example, he has an adapted skateboard. And every Saturday before yes. COVID, he used to go to the skateboard park with his brother. And it was really fun, right? Mm -hmm. And since April, he's been invited to sing at Jake's Jam, where he found his voice. And Gabriel doesn't really care if others will be judging him or making fun of him, as most of us would be terrified about. Think. Right. And all those things truly make us feel gratitude for this journey and for the people we meet along the way, like Jay from the skate park or Ellen for the Jake's Jam and Project Give Back. Uh, we are always open to learn and grow and seeing the world from the place of gratitude, from that perspective, wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for the challenge that we have faced. So I want to leave the message that takes one person to make a difference in other people's lives. And it just and takes just a small act of kindness for all of us to show that we care. And you, each one of you, have an opportunity to do it and be it every day. And my wish for you all is that you always find something to be grateful for, even when you are facing unimaginable challenges. So that's us. What? Oh, guys, you are truly remarkable. It is such an honor to be your friend. And you came into this world, uh, well, my world, at a really difficult time. And I just want to thank you for that because Gabe, you and your mom and your brother and your father, you just light up our world and just, you just keep being you. As Kim was saying, that's what this is about, you being you. And no one is better than you, Gabe. You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, oh, what a, what a beautiful, Thank you for that message. So we always have a guest performer and in episode number three, you guys got to meet our buddy, Seth. Well, Seth sings in a band. And this band, they are the best mix of R&B, of pop, of rap, and just all that is fun and beautiful. And they actually won Canada's Got Talent and were invited by Simon Cowell to come and sing on America's Got Talent. And now they have been releasing songs left, right and center. They are truly sensational and we are so lucky to have them here with us tonight. So welcome Seth Soski, CJ Capital, Matthew Novary Joseph and together they make season. Welcome, guys. Hello. 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 Hey, what's up, y'all? So, yeah, my name is CJ. I'm Seth Zosky. And I'm Matthew Novelli Joseph. And we go by the name of Season. Pleased to meet your acquaintance. Thank you so much for having <laughs> us. Uh, thank you for that wonderful introduction, Ellen. I feel like kind of covered all the bases there. 
yeah, this is this is a really, really, really cool event. I, I feel as if like we've been preaching it for like the longest time that music is is like is lifeblood, you know? It's it's the, the number one way to communicate universally. Everybody understands music. Whether whether it's just like a backbeat or, or, or anything or like anything you hear, you know what I mean? You just always understand music. Um, the message that we want to bring today is the message of communication and the message of healing within oneself in order to communicate because we all know that the hardest thing to do is communicate. And it's even harder when you're not solid within yourself. There are those moments when you're just like down and, and, you, and you don't know what to do. You, you don't think you're enough. Um, but we're here to tell you that there is another side to that. And that you, you always get through that moment. So, so this song comes from a period in our lives where we were feeling that way. Uh, we decided to make a song out of it. And we're going to open our hearts and share a bit of that with you. And hopefully, just by virtue of us being here and showing that there is another side to it, you can take away the lesson that there always is hope and there's always communication. There's always people to listen. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, th this song's about, you know, the sleepless nights where maybe you don't think you're enough, um, but the three of us are here to tell you that you definitely are. Mm -hmm. And each one of you here watching, and everyone at home who's watching, um, each and every one of you is a gift, and you were brought on this earth for a reason, and you have to remember that. And so that's what we're here to spread tonight. Yeah, just like Seth said, like, you are here for a reason, and you have dreams for a reason. So dream your dreams. Um, that's such a like special and powerful tool that you have in your life, your own dreams. So never give up on your dreams. And for y'all today, we have our latest single, and it's called Dreams. So <laughs> yes, enjoy. But I know you need it This time it's different 
No need to be scared of change Don't forget how you said my name oh. Nights like these When a single star is all we see Drowning in a sea of memories Heart's beating faster now I've gotta slow it down, girl I'm still awake I made mistakes But it's 2.33 I've let you down, but I'm still around now. It's 3.33. It ain't safe in my dreams. Look, I ain't really proud of my past life. Long days turning into long nights. It's nice when I don't say what I mean. And I'm looking at my phone, I need your name on my screen. I mean, whole new. After all the things that we've been through, it took me a minute just to see you. But now that I know, I'm asking for forgiveness, hoping that you open the door. I mean, I'm still awake. I made mistakes, but it's 2.33 and I can't fall asleep. I let you down, but I'm still around. Now it's 3.33, it ain't safe in my dreams. Jeez. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. For Thank you, Ellen. Thank you. Oh, you guys are so amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been there. I've, I've been there in those middle of the night, 2.30, 3.30, afraid of those dreams. So thank you for bringing it all to life for us. And thank you for being so wonderful and so talented. And we're excited to watch you, watch you just rise up those charts, guys. Amazing. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. So Lindsay at Kindness Corner, what do you have for us today, Linz? Hi, everyone. Um, this was such an inspiring episode. And I'm popping on to let you know that this week, the team at one to give is going to be doing a sock fundraising blitz. One week where we try and collect as many socks as possible in support of Seeds of Hope which is this amazing organization that helps different homeless shelters around Toronto and goes into all the encampment sites around Toronto, walks up and down the streets, the subway corridors, and their mission is really simple. It's to protect, feed, and clothe people living on the street. And this is the scariest winter for people who don't have a home right now. Shelters are at 50% capacity. They can't let anyone else in because of COVID. In the entire city, there are only four warming centers. And if you do happen to get to a warming center, they can only let eight people in at a time. So by the time you're warm, you have to get back out. All the other places that people used to go for refuge, whether it was a library, a community center, a coffee store are now closed. And the biggest thing we can do is just keep people warm. And that's where socks come in. And we at one to give believe little by little, one pair of socks can make a big difference. We're going to be posting all the information to our Instagram and to Project Give Back. We're going to make it really easy for you. And we are just thankful to make a difference how we can. And remember, kindness is contagious. Lindsay, thank you so much. You know, you think about socks, something 
we all take for granted. We all have them. We put them on every morning and, and we throw them in the wash and um, it's just something not everyone has and what a, a luxury. So thank you for doing this. Amazing. Guys, what a show. What a group. Kim, you are phenomenal. Gaby, Fabiana, I just love you. Season, you guys literally rock. Everyone, let's embrace each other. Let's be kind to one another. Let's learn from one another. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, all. Mwah. Open your heart today.